You're listening to episode 28 of the Fat-Fueled Female Podcast. Welcome to the Fat-Fueled Female Podcast. I'm your host, Marcia Chow, a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and proud dog mama of two. I am obsessed with helping women achieve their goals, feel confident in their skin, and become empowered health advocates. This podcast is designed to help ambitious women thrive on a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle, so tune in each week as we talk all aspects of nutrition, improving your fitness, enhancing your mindset so that you can take inspired action and live your best life all starting from the inside out. I'm so happy to have you here. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. I appreciate you and I applaud you for taking the time out of your day to press play to this specific episode to learn about to learn about foods that are wrecking your health. And if you remove these foods or reduce these foods, you will a hundred percent, hands down, improve your health and improve your future self and your future health. So as a holistic nutritionist, I'm a stickler for food quality. Food is medicine, medicine is food, and I believe what you choose to put in your body I think is the difference between being sick and being well. Nutrition is the most powerful way you can reclaim your health and heal your body from the inside out. So I truly enjoy spreading all the love and education about food quality to my clients and my students and on this podcast so you can make educated decisions yourself for you and your partner for your family, for your children, etc. So eating how Mother Nature intended us to eat really is everything. Eating similar to our ancestors. So many diseases and metabolic dysfunction is based on the food choices people are making. If you look back in the 1900s, they didn't have these diseases and these pathologies and these chronic illnesses that we have today. So I realized I'm in my own happy bubble and I invite anyone who wants to come into my happy nutrition bubble. But at the same time, um, I feel like a lot of people just don't know. I've said this before. People just don't know. And when people know better, they do better. And that is why I'm here. I'm here to share this information about three of the top foods you should ninja kick, reduce, or yeah, ninja kick, reduce, remove, and just have the awareness of what they are doing to your body internally. So let's get rocking. Okay, number one is seed oils, also known as vegetable oils. So these seeds are manufactured into oils. So the ones you want to look out for are soy, safflower, sunflower, canola, cottonseed, corn, grapeseed and rice bran. So these oils are pro-inflammatory. So inflammation is the root cause of disease. They are pro-oxidative. So what that means is they are causing free radical damage, aka premature aging when you ingest them, and they are nutrient deficient. So all three of those combined, causing inflammation, oxidative stress, and nutrient void, what benefit is that by consuming these oils? It's literally causing a shit storm, a shit storm like toxic soup on your health. And the problem is this stuff is in 
everything in the Western world. And if you want to learn a little bit more about um, these pro-inflammatory oils and how they are in restaurants, you can circle back to episode 16 uh, where I talk about the, the, the title of the episode is called The Problem with Eating Out at Restaurants. And I talk about the omega-6 used in restaurants. So we should be eating animal fats from healthy animals like beef tallow, butter, ghee. These animal fats are loaded with fat-soluble vitamins A, D, and K. Those PUFAs, they don't have anything in them. You know, Mother Nature doesn't make bad fats. It's factories that do. It's these heavily processed oils that are legit in everything. So these seed oils are also referred to as PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids, specifically linolenic acid, and fall under the category of omega-6. So let's circle back to the 1900s, okay? 2% of calories for people back then, approximately 4 to 5 grams a day came from PUFAs, okay? Now, I've been doing some research on this. 2010, approximately 12% of calories came from PUFAs. So that's like 29, 30 grams. Now, 2010, that's over a decade ago. How many PUFAs are people eating now? If it was 30 grams back then, I bet you it could be 40, 50, 60 grams a day, right? Think about it like this. If you're the type of person that eats out all the time, say you're eating a salad, okay? You're dumping canola oil on that, okay? That could be like 15 to 20 grams right there. And then you're cooking it in canola or you're cooking it in grapeseed oil, whatever it is. Then you're ordering skip the dishes. Then you're buying packaged stuff. Like this stuff is in everything. And what I want you to consider is think about, I said this in I think another episode. I think it's that restaurant episode. Um, but think of, it could not be, but I don't know. I've said this before. Um, think about a soybean, okay? Take that soybean and you try to like squish it. How much liquid's coming out of that? Not a lot. Think about taking an olive and like smushing it with the palm of your hand. It's gonna have liquid that comes out of it, right? So these oils, they're heated at high, high heats because they're not supposed to be oils in the first place. They're deodorized. They're bleached, they're steamed, they're heavily processed and bleached so the color looks acceptable to consumers. They're they're gross, okay? And they're chemically produced that so that they have, and why they're in everything is because they have a very, very, very long shelf life. They are ultra processed. And these PUFAs are chemically unstable, meaning they break down rapidly when they're exposed to heat and it changes the molecular structure, which causes that free radical damage, which causes that premature aging. And what do you think people are doing with these oils at restaurants? They are cooking with them. Okay, so what can you do? Number one, if you're buying these oils and you know Whole Foods, love Whole Foods, they carry canola oil there, okay? So if you've been buying canola oil and cooking with it, let's get rid of that, okay? Let's replace it with, you can do an animal fat, like a, uh, a beef fat, tallow. Uh, you can do, if you don't want to do beef fat, 
If you don't want to do animal fat or like, okay, if you want to do animal fat, you can do beef tallow, you can do butter, grass-fed butter, or you can do ghee, which is just clarified butter, or you could do coconut oil or avocado oil or olive oil. Now, olive oil isn't as stable, so I would be cautious of only cooking that on, you know, low to medium heat. Coconut oil and avocado oil have a higher smoke point. Number two, look at package stuff, okay? If you're buying package stuff, look at it. Even the organic stuff. Let's reduce it, remove it, remove it, or replace it with something healthier. I challenge you to go to the grocery store and just kind of be your own investigator. Look at different products, maybe stuff you're not even buying, and see how much canola oil and soybean oil and soft flour and sunflower oil is in all the packaged goods, okay? Go, go, go spend an extra 15, 20 minutes and just look at how much these oils, these pro-inflammatory nutrient void oils are in everything. And then number three, limit the amount of times you're ordering in. Skip the dishes, DoorDash, Uber Eats. I get it. It's a you know few clicks and your food's at your door in 30 to 60 minutes. But remember, these restaurants are cooking with those linolenic acid, the PUFAs, the pro-inflammatory oils. So I hope this information is helpful. Again, let, we have to be realistic, right? Like maybe you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, this stuff is in everything. I'm going to boycott it all and I'm just going to not have any of this in, in my nutrition. And if that is you, high five sister or brother. I love that. That is freaking amazing. On the flip side... I also am a realist and I know that I'm going to eat at a restaurant and I'm going to get some wild fish or whatever it is and it's going to be in canola oil or it's going to be in grapeseed oil and that's okay, right? It's just about having the awareness and looking at your habits, looking at your behaviors, understanding how much you're eating out and understanding the quality of the food that you're eating at a restaurant is not going to be as nutrient rich and is not going to be cooked with the best oils as opposed to if you are making it at home, okay? Okay, moving on to the second food you want to remove from your nutrition, and that is gluten. So gluten is a type of a le- type of lectin, and lectins are anti-nutrients. There actually are three different types of anti-nutrients. There are lectins, oxalates, and phytates. So what are anti-nutrients? So they're a group of plant compounds, which are enzyme inhibitors. What that means is they reduce the body's ability to absorb nutrients. So essentially what they what they're designed to do or they're designed to be nature's defense system for plants because plants don't want to be eaten and we eat them all the time. So lectins, you know, they're found in grains and legumes and they prevent the absorption of nutrients in your body. So lectins are proteins that cause problems in your digestive system. They can stick to your intestinal wall and create intestinal permeability. So I'm going to be running a live training all on gut health in July. So watch out for that as I'm going to explain leaky gut in more detail. But essentially just think of it as your gut your small intestine and your large intestine. Um, Think of it as like a fisherman's net 
and your fisherman's net you want to have these like tiny holes so you can catch the fish but you know the water can still come in and out of the net what happens with leaky gut is that fisherman fisherman's net gets these massive holes that those fish escape aka toxins aka undigested food particles which can affect so many systems and give you so many symptoms in your body okay so gluten can create intestinal permeability so it can affect the lining of your gut by causing um like micro trauma which can create low level we don't want inflammation can create low level inflammation in your gi tract so you know cutting gluten out or removing it will help lower inflammation and get rid of so many symptoms that you could be experiencing and not even realize it brain fog skin issues joint pain um gluten is really inflammatory so wheat rye and barley and i've had clients be like it's not the same my sourdough bread isn't the same as gluten-free bread and I understand that, okay? I get that. Um, if you're the type of person that's like, well, I'm just going to remove gluten from like Monday to Friday and have my bread on the weekend, depending on the severity of what is going on internally, if you have a pretty bad leaky gut, you have to remove something at bare minimum three weeks to six weeks, if not longer, depending on what's going on inside your body, okay? Um, I get that. I understand sourdough bread and baked goods that are cooked in wheat taste a lot better. But again, it's your decision, right? Like, do you want to fix bloating, gas, uh, digestion capacity, um, fatigue, blood sugar? Do you want to fix these things or do you want to eat your bread? And that's a decision that no one can make except yourself, okay? And what I also want to add is there are a lot of great gluten-free stuff nowadays. Um, I've been gluten-free for probably, I don't know, like 12, 13, 14 years. Um, if I eat gluten, and you know, I, I will have it from time to time. Say if it's like Christmas and I'm having some of my mom's baking, I'll have it. But it's sometimes not a good trade-off because my gut will look like I ate a whole watermelon. <laughs> it's like not cute. I get super bloated. Um, so I'm just really, really hypersensitive to gluten. You might not be. You might be able to eat it and not have any sort of symptoms or issues that you're experiencing, but you could. it could be affecting the integrity of your gut lining. And remember, I actually didn't even mention this episode, but 70% of your immune system is in your gut, okay? So let's move on to the last thing you want to remove from your nutrition. This is probably a no-brainer for people, but refined sugars, okay? So sugar can act like a drug for people, especially if you're like addicted to sugar. Um, and the thing with refined sugars, it's highly processed. It, you, It's very rapidly digesting because there's nothing in it except sugar. Um, and it can, there's been studies showing that like when people eat a lot of refined sugar, it can hijack um, the pleasure and reward system of the brain, like where dopamine is released. So it's almost like a drug if you're getting those um, dopamine hits multiple times a day, 
but you know you're gonna get that dopamine hit but you're also gonna get that crash and a lot of times people don't know how good it feels to eat real food and balance your blood sugar they just think you're supposed to have this crappy energy and have energy that goes up and down like a roller coaster when when you change your nutrition and you change your diet you ultimately change your energy you change how you show up in the world and you change your entire life that's why I'm so passionate about nutrition. So this kind of circles back to number one with the vegetable oils, the seed oils. Again, you're going to have the refined sugars with the seed oils, which are very cheap and highly palatable and very addictive for a lot of people. You know, I was reading that I think the statistics right now, I think I think it's 30 or 40 I can't remember if it's 30 or 40, 30 to 40% of Americans are obese. And by the year 2030, 50% of Americans are going to be obese. So one out of two people at a coffee shop, one person is going to be obese. And this is all related to the food people are eating, you know, refined sugars, obesity, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, fatty liver disease, cognitive decline, right? And then the sugars and the vegetable oils and the vegetable oils, you can't utilize that for energy. It just hijacks your mitochondria. They store in your body. And then you got the gluten, which is affecting the integrity of your gut, causing leaky gut, causing inflammation. All three of these are creating a mega shitstorm in your body. So the takeaway of this episode is be your own health advocate. Look at what foods you are buying for your family, for your that you're buying for yourself. Read the labels, reduce the vegetable oils, the seed oils the very best you can. And cut the refined sugar, cut the sugar. You are already sweet enough. So I hope this episode gave you a lot of insight, a lot of clarity, a lot to think about with your nutrition, and hopefully what I discussed during this episode, you will put into action because you can learn so much about nutrition, so much about health. You can have so much knowledge in your brain, but if you don't put it into action, nothing happens at all so learn it but one step further take what you learn and actually apply it because words are just words and it's action that creates impact so thank you so much for hanging out with me today and i will catch all of you beautiful souls next week thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you enjoyed what you heard make sure to subscribe to the podcast and if you feel you got some extra value from this episode it would mean the world to me if you could head over to apple podcast or whatever service you're listening to this podcast on drop a five-star review let me know your thoughts on the show doing this really helps more people like yourself find the podcast And if you're not already following me on social media, right now is the time. You can find me on Instagram at Marja Chow for all your nutrition tips, tricks, and inspiration, or visit my website at fatfueledfemale.com where you can download my free seven-day keto meal plan with recipes. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will catch you next week.